What's up, boy? <laughs> feels weird, man. Without without yeah. uh, James here, you know. I'm right here, dude. <laughs> Shut up, Saban. Oh, dang. Last name. All right, cool. Yeah, uh, fraud number two isn't with us yet, but uh, hopefully he can get in here before uh, we finish up and he can join in whatever we're discussing on and we'll even, uh, you know, go back and see uh, if he his can give us on stuff. His, yeah, his thoughts and stuff. All right. So, uh, I mean, I, other than uh, the NHL finals and then a couple of small news stories or uh, not small, but there's not really much going on sports, sports wise. So uh, we can uh, start, you know, Gronk just retired officially again. Uh, did you did you see the someone tweeted uh gronk's retirements to tom brady's one and then Gronk yeah. tweeted and said uh don't show tom this he he likes to be competitive yeah, <laughs> or, something, yeah. he like lose or something like that <laughs> I, I i've heard a few things about that but i like w- everybody knows that gronk is not really retired right he just doesn't want to go to otas and preseason and everything like he'll oh, yeah. show up at some point. Yeah, he'll he'll show up probably right at the start of the season. Like he'll miss preseason all that, and then he'll probably come back to the Bucks. Yeah, well, I mean, he's only like seven hundred yards away from ten k, and he's only like eight touchdowns away from a hundred. So like that that's real close to milestones there. That mm-hmm. I it it'd be crazy for me. He's only thirty three. Like, it'd be crazy for him to not, like, at least pursue that a little bit more, especially, like, you know, we don't know how many more years Tom has. I mean, TB12 method, maybe he plays until he's 60, but not realistic. Uh, he's going to have grandkids before he retires. Yeah, so, I mean, they – he I, I just foresee him coming back. Like, maybe he sits out a month of the season type deal. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, a wide receiver – or a tight end goes down and they call him up and then they run 12 personnel or, you know, or mm-hmm. he's, he's the tight end replacing a tight end type deal. Like I, I just, I don't foresee him staying done right now. Yeah. Um, do you think he's the goat? Uh, no, I do. I do not, but I have like, there, there is a real like spot in my heart for Tony G. Like even mm-hmm. as a Broncos fan who can't stand the Chiefs, uh, if Tony G had a better quarterback, if he had Tom Brady, not a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, to- Tony G is the goat for me. Uh, Gronk is absolutely. It's it's one and two, which much like it is in NBA, where it's one and two, and then it's a broad gap type deal. Uh, he, he is close to him, but I just, I think if Tony G had a uh, elite level quarterback that it, it wouldn't even be close. So you that's why I just, Mahomes. Tony G. Could you imagine? Tony G Mahomes? Oh my God. Could you imagine them running 12 personnel, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and, and Tony G like actually, like since you brought up Kelsey, uh, like he's thirty-two, and you said Gronk's thirty-three. So I mean, it's crazy to think that Kelsey is that old already. 
but he's actually, I believe, he has a chance to pass Tony G in yards and touchdowns this year. Really? Or he's very I, close. He's very I mean, close. That doesn't surprise me. Like, like name other like Kansas City Chiefs offensive players at that time. Like they they were a running team. They had Priest Holmes. Oh, yeah. They had Jamal Charles. Like they mm-hmm. they were a running offense and Tony G was if you're on third down and not manageable for a run, you're passing Tony G. Like mm-hmm. to, Tony G is something special and I I adored that man. I still do. Him and LT, like even being rivals, like I adored them, and I always will. Uh, maybe I was drunk when I looked earlier. He's not okay. He's not close to Tony G yet. Maybe he was close to Tony G as a chief, is what I saw. That that could be it. That could be it. I, I think I think that's what I saw because uh, I did uh, the all time Chiefs this morning. Oh yeah, and I I, I picked uh, Tony G over Kelsey. I mean, I would like I I think that's like the smart move. Like the the kids today will be like Travis Kelsey puts up more yards and all this, and I'm like, yeah, but you got to go with what style of offense they were running. Like if Tony G plays in a pass first offense, it's not even close. Like dude played college basketball and was a drafted in the NFL and he's just a freak. He's a freak of nature. I love him. Can we get off of my love of a chief player? <laughs> uh oh, did we lose James? Maybe. It's entirely possible. No, but- I was just uh doing the the other James's thing. Since he's not here, I had to do it for him. Oh, you got what me? Huh? Hello? Hello? This is, I hear very, this is bad podcasting right here. <laughs> it, it is, because you, you have me very much confused as to what's happening right now. Um, do, I, do I sound weird or? No, you sound good. But Okay, yeah, so, I was just doing the other James's thing, disappearing for a second. Oh, okay, okay. Now, now I got it. But I brought up an interesting point. Who are, you, like, some of your favorite, like, inner division rivals players. Ooh. Um currently or just all time? Uh give me one for each all time and then one currently for each. Uh oh you mean offense and for each team in the division or just my favorite overall? Uh each favorite overall. We might get into that like later type deal, but like yeah, I'm just interested um, to know. So I think honestly out of the players um, my favorite non-cowboy in the division of all time is Sean Taylor. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. And it's, it's not close. Uh, I like Sean Taylor, like I wanted to watch him light up Quincy Carter on the Cowboys or Chad Henney on the Cowboys or whatever, piece of crap quarterback in between Aikman and Romo. I wanted Sean <laughs> Taylor to just destroy them. Like he did. Uh, was it Brian Mormon in the, in the pro bowl, which everyone yeah. talks about it, but no one talks about how Mormon just popped up. He was just like, yeah, I just got my crap rocked and uh, stood right up. But Sean yeah. Taylor was 
by far, uh, I still think to this day he'd be the GOAT if his life wasn't taken from him so early. I I actually I, – I believe he'd be in the top three discussion. He'd be the GOAT defensive back. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd be up there with LT type deal. But yeah, I, I, I forgot that, like, I forgot about him for a second for some reason. I, I wasn't even thinking about him. I was thinking, like, my favorite player for them would be Ryan Kerrigan. But, no, it's Sean Taylor. <laughs> no, it's 100% Sean Taylor. And the only, the only reason why I didn't like him is because he was on the Redskins. You know. <laughs> but I still loved him. Like, uh, but another one would, uh, like, offensive player, um, I think Clinton Portis, which ironically, <laughs> he was on Redskins. Yep, yep. And he they but, actually played together. Yeah, love good old Clinton Portis. And his his attire every every game. He was the modern day Cam. He was the the first uh, the original like Cam Newton or the Russell uh, Russell Westbrook showing up to interviews in goofy attire or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clint Clint was awesome. Uh, Got to throw uh, Mr. Brandon Sheriff up there. Yeah, we'll show the big, the big, the big boy some love. Um, but yeah. I, I, th- I love uh, Jason Kelsey more. Oh, as far as current, as far as uh, uh yeah, as far as current, yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, shoot, current. I don't think I like anybody on current. Like, I'll just say Jason Kelsey. I don't think I like anybody on defense. Not, not like. Where I fanboy over him, I'm I'm hoping to get invited on one of those fishing trips that Ryan goes on with Brandon, though. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, we kind of veered off a little bit, but that's that's fine. That's just the boys being boys, right? It's me and you talking, and we don't have James here to corral us in, huh? Yep, yep. He's the he's the <laughs> the, the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> 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 I, I I'm I'm the Coke, you're the Jack Daniels, and then he's just not mixing us, so we're just kind of we're just kind of there. <laughs> I'm I'm just happy that the Florida man is the Coke. Well, I would rather ha- be the Jack. But, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to try something just to see how see if you liked it, but since James isn't here, I'm just going to ask you. So I, I did send you the screenshot of like what we were going to talk about. And I, and it said new segment who has more. Yes. Um, so what I was going to do is I was going to list two players and ask a question of who has more touchdowns, more yards, uh, longer, whatever, whatever would fit both of them and have you tell me who you think has the more or longer or less or whatever, depending on the term. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Are we? Well, I'm. Ge- I'm not. I'm guessing it'll come in the conversation as career-wise or last season. It'll be. It'll be a whole bunch of random things. Like, uh, so my these particular ones, I have. Uh, well, I'll just you know what Tyreek Hill is known as kind of like a deep threat, right? He's not like a. Uh, he is a good route runner, but he's not like known as one of the elites like Devonte or. Amari uh, Cooper or uh, even Stefan Diggs as a like elite route runner, but he's more known for his speed, right? Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't slow down to make precise routes. He just he runs really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he can run good routes, but he's yeah. just you know he's speedy. So when I, you're that I, fast, you don't need to. 
that's fair, which that made me, I was thinking about that. And that made me think of someone who who's done it for his entire career as well. And that's Deshaun Jackson. And that made me uh, want to bring up the question. Who do you think has a longer career touchdown Tyreek Hill or Deshaun Jackson? Deshaun Jackson. Doesn't he have a 90 plus? He does have a 90 plus. Do you know, do you know Tyreek's longest? Um, I, I don't, but I'm assuming like with the changes in the rules and all that, like I, I'm just assuming that it get kicked out of the end zone. So I'm assuming that it's probably in the eighties. Uh, you're close. Uh, so it is Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's longest touchdown is 91 yards. And yeah. uh, Tyreek Hill's longest is 76. Makes sense. Cause it was probably like a kick return that got brought out or or punt got fair catch type deal, you know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it, yeah. Oh, you're talking about because of touchbacks. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's uh, why I was like, it, it's so much easier to kick it out of the back of the end zone with that shift in the rules that like, I just yeah. figured Deshaun Jackson played before that shift in the rule type deal. Yeah. I don't know actually when this deep pass went, but I was kind of right. just taking a whack at it. So uh, when I originally was looking it up, I, I kind of figured Deshaun had more the longer one because I think I could be wrong. Deshaun has the most uh, seventy-five yard touchdown receptions, seventy-five plus. I I can believe that. Uh, I mean, I can believe it. I bet he did it all against the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but another another one. Th- th- this one surprised me when I looked it up. Um, more interceptions in their career, Eli Manning or Drew Brees? Um, I'm going to assume it's Drew Brees because I don't think anybody has a better pass touchdowns to interceptions ratio than Aaron Rodgers with that many pass touchdowns. So, uh, the answer is Eli Manning. Eli Manning has thrown more interceptions. Really? By one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm interested then who has more between Drew and Phil because of the like the, the change there in people. Like um, that I'd have to look that look that up, but I specifically looked up Eli. Well, I looked up interception leaders. And when I saw that Eli and Drew Brees were so close, yeah, I thought like that would be a good one to to pull up. So Eli must not have a very good uh, touchdown to interception ratio. Then I'm assuming. No, he does not. He he is basically about 500 on everything. That that yep, that makes sense. I guess, but. I don't know. I, I just assumed it'd be slightly okay. better than 500, and then he'd be, you know. Right. I have the actual stats here if you're interested. Uh, Eli has 366 touchdowns to Drew Brees' 571. Yeah. Eli has 244 interceptions to Drew Brees' 233. Or 43, uh, I apologize. It's only one difference. I apologize. I, I didn't realize that Drew Brees was over 2-1. to one. 
Oh, you thought he was closer to one to one? No, I thought he was like I thought he was be close to two to one type deal. Like oh. I knew he was up in the five hundreds, and I I just figured that he'd be like it'd be closer to two to one than like that far past two to one. You know? Oh, okay, yeah, I got you now. And uh, Philip Rivers has thrown two hundred and nine. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, uh, the last one I had, I just thought that was first off. I just thought that was like crazy. Like a that, lot of people don't think Eli is going to make the, the, the hall of fame. I think he will. Uh, I think he but, will just based off of playing in New York type deal. Well, like, and his post seasons are ones that you like, you can't, you can't forget. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's got the two Super Bowls. He's, he's got, Brady. yeah. Uh, he's, got, he, he's got those. Uh, he plays in. He plays on a coast like there. There is a coast bias slightly. Yep. Uh, the only people who get a past the coast bias are the Cowboys. Cowboys might as well be a coast coast team uh, in the NFL. Um, I so, mean, they're close to a coast. Texas is at it, least on the coast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Gulf Coast, but I'm talking yeah, east and west. Uh, yeah. but there, there, there is a slight bias. Um, so I think he makes it like he, if it's, if, if two of three make it like it is Eli and Ben versus Phil, like Eli and Ben are making it and Phil is not, but I think Phil at his peak was better than both of them. Yeah. But it's going to be people they are going to weigh the Super Bowls. Well, not only that, it's that, like, who plays on the more important markets as well. Yep. yep. Like, that, that that does still come into effect. Yep, yep, you're right. Um, and uh, the last one I had I saw that also kind of was, like, kind of surprising. Who played for more NFL teams? Ryan Fitzmagic? Or Adrian Peterson? It's it's Fitzmagic, and I bet it's by, like, six. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> it's only what? by two. Because Fitzmagic's got, what, 13? Nine. Oh. Well, I was right on AP's teams then. I just thought Fitzmagic had 13 for yeah, some reason. No. Well, yeah, it feels like that. It feels like he's played for all 32. But, no, that's why I was like, hey, he's sneakily played on seven teams. But he's had those stints like Seattle and Tennessee that no one really, like, talks about. And he was in Arizona for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he was in Washington. He, I mean, his obviously his career was mostly Minnesota and Washington. Uh, but he's had, like, uh, was Detroit. he was in Detroit. And so he's kind of just kind of been bouncing around as kind of like an old seasoned veteran that – like he's just kind of been there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, go ahead. I, I just, I don't know why I thought Fitz magic played on 13 for some reason, like that number stuck out specifically in my head. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue it, but it, you know, it is, it is, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I kind of want to talk NHL finals, but I kind of want to give James a chance to jump in here. Yeah, that, that would, that would make sense. That would make sense. Uh, um, but so 
Uh, let me give you one more thing of this. Uh, this isn't part of that segment, but I, I saw this uh, on Instagram or something and it looked, it looked kind of interesting and I wanted to see what you would say. Um, cut one of these hall of fame quarterbacks, only one John Elway, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Joe Montana, and Dan Marino. Cut only one. You can only cut one. I mean, can, uh, I, can I interject and just say I know, like, we're starting Peyton Manning, and if we had to bench somebody, it'd be Montana. Like, yes. those be the two we take. So yes. you're, you're cutting Marino, Breeze, or Elway. Okay. Well, you saying that we're starting Peyton kind of makes me think then we're going – by my definition of best where I go greatest and best type deal. So then I think that makes it a whole. Okay. Then don't, don't think of it like that. Who, who, who would you cut without starting anybody? Who would you just cut? If you had all five quarterbacks on your team, and you only had room for four. God. Um, I, so here's my dilemma here. I, I think the answer is Dan Marino. Okay. Like that is, that is what my brain's telling me because mm-hmm. I think if John Elway played in that offense, John Elway is destroying it. Like, like uh-huh. John Elway was more talented in the type of player that he was. He carried it was before they had people and uh-huh. he absolutely carried them. Uh, Dan Marino played in a pass heavy offense in a non pass heavy league. And he got a ton of stats because of it. I think I'm cutting Marino. Okay. That's that's fair. I I think it, I think it's between those two. I was like, I had breeze in there before I had it down to those three. And I was just like, I think breeze breeze is the most accurate quarterback of all time, in my opinion. So like, Mm got to put him up the tier so then it goes down to those two and i was going based off of i think if they played in the exact same offense i think john elway's better than dan marino okay that that that, that's fair um can i tell you what i saw so when i saw this um most people cut breeze see breeze just breeze had a problem where he went up against some of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. Like he was in Manning. an era with like Manning, you have to, Rogers. You have, <laughs> you have to cut one between Brady, Brady Manning and Rogers and Breeze. Who are you cutting? It's Breeze and it's not close. I, like it, but that that just feels like a like Breeze doesn't get respect, but it, it it it's just that those guys are on that next level. Like Breeze yeah. has like the most five thousand yards passing in a season by a landslide. I think he's got like seven of them, and the next closest has two. Yeah, and the next closest is Matt Stafford. And where is he on this list? I mean, you're not Stafford was like what six yards away from no. Peyton was like six yards away from beating it. And then Stafford, yeah, Stafford is in the 5K club, but Breeze is there 
six or seven times. And then everyone else is like there once, maybe twice at most in the, in the, in the what is the top 10 uh, passing yards in a season? Like Breeze is there like six or seven times, which is it. Yeah. <laughs> which is wow. He, he, him, him and Dan Marino are basically the same in my opinion as the type of offense they played in and why their stats looked so good. I just mm-hmm. think Drew Brees is the most accurate quarterback we've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, giraffe emoji. <laughs> <laughs> so much like, much like the one you just gave me, I, I thought this wasn't even a question and I believe I actually even sent you the TikTok of, uh, what was it? AP Marshall Falk, Jerome Bettis, Emmett Smith, and trying to think of who the other one was LT. You got to cut one. Who are you cutting? Adrian Peterson, Marshall Adrian Falk. Peterson, Adrian Peterson, Marshall Falk, uh, Jerome Bettis, LT, and Emmett Smith. Who are you cutting? The bus. Right. And I believe it's not even close now. I just had to clarify who you said, but yeah, no, it's not like, uh, Emmett Smith and LT are top five. I, in my opinion, I think LT and AP are close, but I, I, I want LT over AD, but I could see why someone would want AD over LT. Uh, Marshall Falk is top 10. Uh, Fringe top, we'll say top fifteen, and yeah. Bettis is just uh, maybe top twenty-five, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <I'm- laughs> yeah, it's not. That's not close. That one's not close. The quarterback one was a lot closer because you actually have to, like, you know, two for a fact are safe, and that's Peyton Manning and Joe Montana, and the rest of the three were close enough to where you had to actually like think about it. Yeah, and. So another thing that just triggered in my mind, right? You brought up uh, Sean Taylor's hit, like the mm-hmm. hit, you know, mm-hmm. like, can we just like, I just instantly, it flooded back into my brain. Uh, Steve Atwater on Okoye, like that, well, that definitely hit. Some, some, some hits that you just remember, like, like, um, I don't, rem- I guess I don't remember who hit him, but when Witten got his helmet ripped off, and he just ran down the field for 30, 40 yards with no helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like you could see uh, Ocho Cinco going over the middle to try to block Ray Lewis. And Ray Lewis just kind of stands his ground and, and Chad Johnson falls over. And he's like, damn, tried to block <laughs> Ray Lewis. <laughs> like there's a whole bunch of those things that you just, you just remember them. Like, it's just like, yeah. Like, but that, that's Sean Taylor. I'm pretty sure anyone who's seen it or saw it live or has seen the clip, like they can, like picture it just like you were just saying you picture the Atwater hit like but that Sean Taylor one is just like that's what the Pro Bowl used to be and now they might as well wear shorts t-shirts and flags yeah yeah (laughs) and it's crazy how much it's changed so much and it's like well what's the point of the Pro Bowl which I hear they might get rid of it um but I think that uh, too I think it brings in too much money so I don't think they will See, I always like the skill challenges more than the actual Pro Bowl game itself, too. Like, yeah, the I skill just, challenges are cool. I always, I always found those so freaking cool, like the, the, the quarterback accuracy ones and all that. Yeah. Like, I just, I loved all of it. Yep. 
I, yeah, it was, it was cool. Uh, but yeah, the Pro Bowl is not really. I wish they would have never, like, that's what happened. The NFL got greedy and they didn't want that week before the Super Bowl. Yes, for all you young kids, the Pro Bowl used to be after the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, they got greedy and they moved it from, I think it was uh, the end of the, the, the championship games. There was a week off, then the Super Bowl, and then a week off, and then the Pro Bowl. That way, the teams that were in the Super Bowl would actually participate in the Pro Bowl. That way, we would legitimately get the best players playing. And you would get like the cool cars and the prizes like they still do. Uh, but it meant something. It wasn't just something that was just like, oh, now it's before the Super Bowl, so you don't get to see the Tom Brady's. You don't get to see the Peyton Manning's. You don't get to see the LT's uh, because they opt out, or you don't get to see the Adrian Peterson's because they opt out because it's not what it used to be. Like, they used to – everyone would go. You would see the Tony G's. You would see the Michael Irvins and the Emmitt Smith's and the Troy Aikman's right after they won the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. You would see those players, but now it's just like – oh, uh, we're on to alternate number six. And it's like, well, what is the Pro Bowl? What does the value of that mean anymore when you see a player that has like six-time Pro Bowler, but he never actually won. He just got in because he was alternate number three. And the first two guys all got dropped out, so he was able to sneak in as a reserve. That's why the Pro Bowl doesn't mean as much anymore for his history. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's hard to say. Oh, well, you know, uh, Aaron Donald is a ten-time Pro Bowl, or his, I think it's his entire career, but one year, nine-year Pro so. Bowl, something like that. And but and, and he hasn't. I don't. Well, he has been there, but uh, he's. Not, it's just like now they do things like uh, they did last year. They did Trevon Diggs versus Stefan Diggs, and Trevon was the uh, wide receiver. I don't know if you saw that. I I saw some stuff of that. Yeah, it was like it's it's just like a joke. So you might as well just you know stick to the skills challenge. Uh, but I I would say still move it after the Super Bowl. Let compete in it because obviously you're not going to want your your star players competing in that because injury injuries can happen. I mean, then not make it the last thing of the season. It's the Pro Bowl skills challenge or whatever they want to call it. And then you get the quarterbacks that are in the Super Bowl, like your Russell Wilsons and your uh, Tom Brady's and your Aaron Rodgers and your Patrick Mahomes, because obviously Mahomes isn't going to play in the Pro Bowl if it's before the Super Bowl or Brady or Rodgers or whoever. Like, obviously, they're not going to play in it. So what's the point of having it if you don't actually get the best players? Yeah. Like, so uh, I, I think they got too greedy and they didn't want that lull that week of no football. So they moved it in front. And now the Super Bowl is what ends the season. I mean, if you're yeah. going to do that, whatever junk in, uh, with the Pro Bowl, you might as well put it in the middle of the season and have like the NBA have that the, that All Star Week or whatever. Yeah, but I st- I still don't know that you have people really playing it. Yeah, I don't think you will. As long as it's before it, the Super it, Bowl, I don't think people will do it. Well, not only that is fo- football is such a like more physical sport, like. I, I just don't think you can risk it. I don't. I don't know the proper way to do the the Pro Bowl to make players want to play in it and all that anymore. Like, I I just I don't know that there's a way to save it. Yeah. Uh, like I I think the better thing to do to follow the NBA would make it 
would change it from the Pro Bowl to the Rising Stars. Oh yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Like the like the rookies and the the sophomores. Yeah, make make it like a Rising Stars, and then like th- then I genuinely feel like players might actually be like interested. Like they don't have the decade wear and tear on their body that the NFL players have. Like mm-hmm. they're still young. It it allows them to go back and play maybe with some college teammates or s- play against college teammates. Yeah, type deal. yeah. like I, I, I think I think that I think a Rising Stars one like you could have had Herbert in it like yeah you could have had you know Sertan in it you could have had Michael Parsons in it like they're all still really good players they just mm-hmm. they they weren't on necessarily teams that performed super well type deal you know yeah. like a rising a rising stars makes far more sense to me than the actual pro bowl anymore as far as like getting players to actually sign up for it especially because that's that is most of the players that actually do show up are the young guys because yep. they don't have those years of wear and tear on their bodies yep you're right you're right uh so that was yeah i actually agree with that i think that'd be really cool if they did something like that but i mean they're probably not going to uh we'll, we'll, i guess we'll just have to see what they have in store for us cuz uh, they took the Pro Bowl. Like, what was wrong with it after the Super Bowl? I don't think anything. So, I mean, I like to think of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, why are you trying to change it? Oh, to get more money. That's what they tried to do. That's exactly. That's the only reason to move it. Is so yeah. you get two weeks uh, of that, and then then they yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I I, I guess we kind of do get us talk about the Stanley Cup Finals now, even though James isn't here yet. Uh. Unless, you know, we can just do my blind side, which my blind side, I think we're both pretty uh, in agreement on. My blind side was just going to be uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, just, just, <laughs> just the name? Yeah, yeah just, just the name. Uh, no, uh, apparently he has settled 20 of his 24 accusations. Um. Uh, people still think he's top five quarterback. I don't think he ever was. Uh, I don't. I, I don't, don't want to see him in the NFL ever again. And that's my honest opinion. I like if it's one or two people, and it maybe it's a misunderstanding. But when you get up to the fives, the six, and sh- we are twenty-four women have accused this man of something inappropriate, whether it's touching or talking or exposing himself or whatever it is he he, i personally do not think he deserves to play another down and i think the cleveland browns are the dumbest franchise in the league for doing what they did when he was at a mere 22 yep well no Um, he he was at 24 um because it came out when the the whole Dolphins stuff that like he had settled twenty cases as well. Like this this isn't really new that twenty cases have been settled or whatever type deal. It's it, it that's been out there. It's just it resurfaced. But I agree. I don't think he should play another down. I didn't think Kareem Hunt should probably be playing. Like, well, Ray Rice I, didn't. 
yeah, I I think I think several several players should probably be out. Um, and it, uh, differently than what you said, you said you didn't think he deserved to play another down. I I think he deserves to play all the downs and take as many of the hits as possible. But I don't think he deserves another fucking paycheck. And I will pay that twenty five cents. For that. <laughs> Honestly, when I was thinking about it, about this being my blind side, I was going to drop some things, and I was going to be like, "I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say how I feel," and I'll even pay a dollar. But I was yeah. able to, like, you know, kind of calm and collect as work went on, and kind of got through it, and um, I didn't. So I'm proud of myself. You know what, Joe? I will pay your twenty five cents. Okay. I wish. <laughs> Which, by the way, we got to get that started. We don't have that started, and I'm pretty sure it's in the neighborhood of like 350 right now, which isn't a lot because we've been we've been relatively good. And uh, for those of you who are confused, anytime we swear, we put a quarter on a cash app, and then at the end of the season, we're going to buy a jersey and do a giveaway if we have that much money. Hopefully, we don't because then that means we're being good and we're not swearing, but we're just you know punishing ourselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> for for swearing because we're trying to we're trying to keep it uh friendly pg-13 ish so to speak not too PG-13, friendly but... you get one f word <laughs> <laughs> okay well, well we're trying to keep it pg no swearing at all uh but still entertaining <laughs> yes uh but uh, i i don't know i i'm really upset because i've heard that they're what they're talking about is eight games to a full year and while doing, doing 17 games plus eight games or a whole year to a whole year. And I'm like, but they're doing the one year is time served already. Like I, I hate what they're doing right now. No, they need to just honestly, as bad as it is, they need to Kaepernick them. And I know that's bad to say they, they just get rid of them. And I know the NFL will deny that that's what they did. That is what they did. Uh, but that he just needs to be shunned. And speaking of Kaepernick, I'm just uh, transitioning from Watson because I'm I'm starting to feel myself get heated. Um, yeah. Did you see he had the tryout with the Raiders? Did he? Yeah. Uh, apparently it went good. He was throwing good. He looks in good shape, which I'm sure he was always in a good shape. He was always a – and he did have a good arm. I wouldn't say he was accurate, though. He's he's always <laughs> been a good athlete. Like he he's oh, just yeah. a good athlete. So I mean that makes sense. But I remember like the whole ordeal with him on the Broncos or him to the Broncos stuff, to where I was like, you you can't like he he wanted to sue the Broncos, and I'm like, no, you burned the bridge, and then they said. F you go find a job somewhere else then. Like, yeah. And then he was going to be with the Ravens, but his like girlfriend or whatever said, we don't want to play for the racist Ravens or something like that. Uh, uh, it was, it's just been a mess. The whole Kaepernick thing was just, I mean, I'm not going to say he didn't get blackballed cause he definitely did. He did. Uh, but th- did he deserve it? Um, I, no. I don't know. That's not, that's not for me to say, for real, or honestly. But for what he did, getting blackballed was the best thing for him to get that message he was trying to get out. Out, because yes. now it's out. Yes, that 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 was that. If if he cared more about the message, th- this was what he should have 
wanted to happen type deal. I yeah, I just and- I just didn't like the lawsuits type deal. Oh like, yeah, where they, they he did get paid out too. He got paid from yeah, that, I, from being blackballed. I I just I didn't like the lawsuits because like if if you are su- suing like so you sue one one team right mm-hmm. after you sue one team why would any other team look at you? That's fair. That's one hundred percent fair. I I I honestly I it's been what seven years. It, it's it, yeah I'm, somewhere around there. He's he's at what mid thirties. He's not that old, uh, but um, when he was in the league, he wasn't a top twenty quarterback. No, so he's he, definitely he was, not a top twenty quarterback now. So honestly, it's it he, he's done. Yeah, but he could I, be a backup. <laughs> I, I think that that's what really killed his chances, though, was him going and trying to sue. Because I think. I think he would have gotten another chance had that never coming out. Well, he opted out of his Niners contract because he wanted more money. So he literally lost his own job because of himself. Well, the the Broncos tried to trade for him, but they like when Peyton retired, they tried to trade for him and yeah. they had the, the trade like done. But they they couldn't afford his contract and Elway said we are happy to trade for you. You have to take a pay cut. Yep. He he refused. Yep. The Niners cut him. He came back. He's like, "Yo, I'll I'll happily take that twelve million dollar offer." And I was like, "No, what? What? You refused me. Why would I give you exactly what I offered you? Now, oh, like, right. yep, yep. Like there's, a, that's there's, a, there's a lot that makes it like, yeah." <laughs> That's just business, like, and 100. and same same with uh, what's his name, the old coach for the Dolphins. Yeah, I I really like his coaching, I really do, and I think that him doing these lawsuits is it's gonna kill his NFL coaching career. Like, I I think he was a good coach. I think he is a good coach. I think he'd get another chance. But now I'm like, I, I don't know that you get another chance. I just, if he wins and can prove that the Dolphins asked him to lose games, I don't, I think this and, and this, because he didn't want to lose games because he had too much pride. And I know we've touched on this once with uh, James, um, that he just had that too much pride to, to tank for Tua. Uh, and uh, it's just, why would you even want that narrative out there if you're a team or an organization that's supposed to be a professional team that you asked your rookie head coach to lose on purpose? To point yeah. shade, to, to make bad decisions, bad timeouts, whatever. Like, they still got Tua. So at that moment, you would think Miami would do a little bit better of covering that up. Or maybe they did try to do it. And then Flores said, you know what? I'm going to say my piece. And uh, like I like Flores too. I think Flores is a hell of a coach. And he got the – like Miami's defense has been top 10 since he's been there. Yeah. And they've been very good, and they play for him. And that's what makes – that's what makes a good coach. Not necessarily like knowing the X's and O's – but getting 
to know your individual players that where they want to play for you. That's why McVeigh is so good. He's also good with the X's and O's, and Belichick is obviously Belichick, so you want to play for Belichick because he has that pedigree of championship football, so you want to listen. That's why so many of the, other than Flores, Flores is probably, and Rabel's doing pretty good in Tennessee. Well, he's doing okay. Um, But so many of those Belichick disciples kind of flake off because they're not Belichick and they try to enforce the Belichick law. Yep. But um, since James isn't here, um, I would love to get his opinion on a lot of this stuff to see how, but I'm sure he'll listen to it and he'll tell it and he'll tell us that he knew the answers that that he was right and that we were wrong. Probably. I I wanted to hit another thing on Flores as well. Who's also going at the Broncos as well. But I think really like what he's more after is the, the rule type deal. Um, the, The Rooney rule. Yeah. But he, a lot of what he's, so some of things of what he's saying just like aren't true Mm -hmm. type deal, which like maybe if like he was being completely forthright, like maybe there were some issues, but like uh, the, what is it? Ellis, he, he does like a sober January every year and it's well-known publicized in everything and he was he was trying to say in that ellis and elway showed up showed up drunk well elway flew in and he flew in from a different meeting and ellis drove in because ellis was in uh like in dc area or something like that Mm -hmm. i want to say so he drove in Ellis, ellis does sober january so like he didn't drink and elway had done an interview the night before like they, they they didn't show up drunk. They one guy was tired and another guy was also probably tired. Like that's stuff just happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. And like to say that he didn't really stand to have a chance type deal or anything like that. I'm like, you you go into hiring like the coaching carousel, everybody has a favorite already. Mm-hmm. Basically you have to blow them out of the water if you're not their favorite, or the favorite has to burn it to the ground like that's that's just how it is and i think that's the real shame of the rooney rule is i don't know that it actually helps anything like i i i love the idea i love the premise of it we absolutely need more uh ethnicity diverse coaches hired uh but they I, I just don't think this rule is right. I, I think it's more, it's more of a detriment than a boon for what they're trying to do. Yeah. And I don't I, know your take on it. Uh, my take on the Rooney rule is it's just there for, for looks. I think the idea of it is, is, is good. It's the right idea, but I think people just look at it as, Oh, that just means I have to bring in a, uh, a Brian Flores or I have to bring in an Eric B or I have to bring in a Mike Tomlin or whoever and just interview them and then give it to someone else. That's, that's literally all it is. That's all it means. And I don't think it works other than it. I mean, is Brian Flores a top 20 coach in the NFL? Maybe. Uh, is Tomlin, 
Tomlin's going to be like a top 10 coach of all time, I think. Yes, I think Tomlin's phenomenal coach. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, the, one, the thing that I don't like about the Rooney rule is it makes people say, like Eric Bieniemy with the Chiefs, is he's a great offensive coordinator. He's under Andy Reid, and they're like, oh, Eric Bieniemy needs to go leave. And, and honestly, why would you leave a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes when Andy Reid is in his 70s? <laughs> well, that that's one thing, and another thing is to why like the enemy has history. Uh, things weren't great when he was at the Buffs and co- for coaching college. Like, oh yeah, no, he I know he has his background history, but also like the, even without that, like why would you want to leave a generational talent when you have a a quarterback yes. like Patrick Mahomes? That'd be a- that'd absolutely. Be like, uh, shoot, who's the who's the coach of the Bucks now? Uh, Arian, Bruce Arians. No, he retired. Bruce Arians retired. Uh, was it uh Leftwich? No, I think Leftwich is gone too. Um, let me. Uh, breaking news for Joe. Uh, Bruce Arians retired. <laughs> there, there, there was too much going on with the Broncos this offseason that Todd I didn't. Pay- oh, Todd Bull. I love Todd Bulls. I think Todd yeah. Bulls is a great coach. Bruce Arians retired like a week after Brady returned from retirement. And, it, and the whole, there was a whole storyline of uh, Br- Bruce Arians and Tom Brady don't get along. And they both have publicly come out and said, yeah, we're fine. And Bruce Arians is just like, it was just my time to go, which I kind of feel like they don't get along. Cause I mean, if you know the off season stuff that like, happened last year and uh, the arguing and stuff like that, yeah. um, that we saw on field. So I feel like they have a professional relationship but not the relationship that Brady and Bill Belichick have. Well, I don't know that there's a, a head coach in history other than Bill Belichick that Tom Brady would actually show respect to. And I, I mean, he's earned it. <laughs> type deal. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not you're not wrong. But guess I mean, if we're if we're discussing who's the goat in football, I mean, we got to say it's still Belichick because Belichick still has eight rings to Tom Brady seven. I, I just I don't think it is. We can't we can't we can't compare rings. Uh, r- rings are a moot point for arguments uh, in who's the best. Because if that was the case, then it would change the go in a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, but uh, since James isn't here, we don't have to go into big details on it. But we can touch base on the Stanley Cup Finals, and maybe uh, we'll get him back for when the finals is empty or when we get our next pod going, or whether it's over or a game six or a game seven, depending on if Tampa Bay can bounce back. But I just want to take a second and let's just appreciate how great that game was last night. <laughs> Dude, it was, it was phenom- phenomenal. And like the aspect of them, like they, they basically like took the whistles down at like maybe four minutes left in the third. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, Yes, let everybody play. Like there were hits on both sides. There were there were call, no calls. I I loved every minute of it. It I honestly it, that was the game changer one. If if Tampa Bay comes out with that victory, and the series is tied two two, I don't know that the Abs bounce back. And now since obviously Tampa Bay is down three one, which after game two and we had the pod and. It was this you did the drooling emoji because it was a seven nothing just absolute yes. dominance. And yes. I said and, and and I made the point 
which I'm going to, I'm going to take my one point champions bounce back and they bounced back in game three with a dominant performance. What was it? Six, two, uh, they bounced back and then they, they were in control of game four. No, they were not. Well, they, they, uh, I'm just scoreboard wise. They were up two nothing. And then, uh, like you said, the game started getting more physical and they stopped, they stopped blowing the whistles. And then, uh, that, I think that worked out for the younger guys and, uh, they were able to, you know, chip in a goal here and then they tied it. And then what, it was like five minutes left in overtime before, uh, they actually got it. Right. It was like, it was a long overtime as well. So they played a lot of hockey. So I know they're all tired and now what game five is tomorrow night, I think. Yes. Tomorrow night. Um, but one thing I will say is the slow physical style benefits the lightning, not the abs. Um, and if it wasn't for the goal, uh, the fastest goal since 06, I, I want to say is what I saw. Like 30, 36 seconds in, Tampa Bay got a goal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God. But then they started playing well. So I, I want to say that Tampa was in control. They got that that – that early goal. And then yeah. it was pretty much a back and forth style game after that. Yeah. And then until, Tampa, they went up to, Oh yeah, it was, it was a back and forth style game after that. And the Avs dominated OT puck time. Oh yeah. One hundred. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, uh, but that's, uh, I don't, I, I know I said it after game two after that, but, when you have a game as deflating as that, when you lose it, like the way that the lightning lost it, like I have to, I have to go ahead and, uh, you know, say that all that hard work just to lose three straight to the lightning. Sorry, Avs. <laughs> lightning and <in> seven. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that you could switch to being an Avs fan. Like you said, after oh, this. No, I, I'm not a fan of either team. I'm just playing devil's advocate. That was stated before the NHL finals, <laughs> the Stanley Cup finals, before uh, any of that started. I was being devil's advocate, picking the lightning. That I go back, listen to it. I said, I'm literally just being devil's advocate. My favorite team will be whoever wins. Part of me as well. So, like, th- this is not an excuse. Obviously, the lightning played phenomenal in game three. Like, they wall up the abs type deal. But I heard some things going around that uh, I can't think of the goalie's name for some reason. Kadri's in my head, uh, but our goalie had like a swollen eye is from what I heard. So like, I'm wondering if maybe he had like some blurred vision type deal and then they should have, they should have gone with, see, I can think of our backup. Why can I think of Pablo Francois? Like we, why, why? I don't know why. Um, Kumper? But what? Is it Kumper? Kemper? Oh, yeah, Kemper. Kemper, that's right. Uh, so Kemper had like a swollen eye, they were saying, or something like that. And he took he took a freaking face, uh, shot to the face again last night. Uh, <laughs> he's really good at blocking pucks with his face. Um, I mean, that's not a good talent to have, Joe. <laughs> it's really not. But uh, so, I caught a baseball once with my face, and I got a black eye for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but apparently he had, like, a swollen eye. Like, still, mm-hmm. like, 
the Avs defense was lackadaisical, like in mm-hmm. game three, like Tampa probably would have won that in a landslide, even if he was at peak health. Honestly, that's probably um, why they were lackadaisical. They were like complacent, like thinking we just whooped this team seven, nothing. And they were kind of yep. just like we're coasting. And then Tampa Bay came out on all cylinders. Yep. Which champions um, bounce back, which is, that's what happened. Yep. <laughs> which, which is kind of what I was saying after the seven Oh game. I was like, they, they need a statement type deal. Mm-hmm. Like, like they need a statement game. Like they can't be too close games. They, they need mm-hmm. a statement. Otherwise they're in trouble. And mm-hmm. they came out in game three and they made a statement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, after that, I was like, all right, it's back to a series. Like we'll, yep, we'll the see what's happening. Has really started now. now that the home team has lost, the series has officially started. But uh, it's basically I, over, though. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm very happy that Kadri came back and he got the OT goal. Like with yeah. the stuff he had, I'm trying to think of where it was. Where he he had the the racial issues where people were saying or not racial. Is it racial or religious? I don't know. Either racial, or religious, whatever. I, I don't Something. really remember what was all said, um, mm-hmm. but like people making threats. And so him having that early in earlier in the Stanley Stanley cup playoffs, like you, you just love to see it. And I mean, he, he etched his name in avalanche history there. Like he he's and mm-hmm. he's an avalanche legend now, much like, like for me, I go David freeze on the Cardinals. Like yep. he, he just, he etched his name and yep. It, it's really great to see uh, come back from a broken thumb, mm-hmm. uh, and that that goal where like it felt like nobody knew what had happened. Like I was I was watching it on my phone. And I'm like, where where's the puck? Where's the puck? Where's the puck? Come on, guys, get it in, get it in. <laughs> like it, it was in, and that's what she said. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> but that's got to be that's got to be at least ten cents, right? <laughs> Um, we'll leave it to the viewers to decide <laughs> <laughs> or listeners, listeners. We're not on YouTube. Yeah. Um, uh, that's but, what she said. Jokes. We'll see. We'll have to, we'll have to de- discuss. Yeah. Uh, so but, then James owes his money. Cause he's done a couple giggities and that's what she said in previous. Parts. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It was, uh, it was amazing game. I like, I, I loved watching that game. Uh, if if that game, if it wasn't the Avs playing too, I I talked uh, with the coworker today. If it wasn't the Avs, I'd absolutely be rooting the other way because they play they play the brand of sports that I I enjoy. I love hard physical play, like the Lightning are mm-hmm. playing, and I'm not really a fan of the the beauty and the elegance that the Avs play with. Mm-hmm. I, I want the physical punch them in the mouth. Honestly, and, I think I even if the Avs win, like I might actually just like be a Lightning fan, just dude. because like it's it's I'm I'm in Florida now, uh, yep. and they are uh, they do like I, their jerseys are sick. Yeah, <laughs> and they play I, they play a fun fun style of hockey to watch. Like and. I actually uh, remember their their I, I like their players because I was looking up their players and I was like, hey, I've heard of this guy before, the goalie. I can't pronounce his name, but I've heard of him Correct. before. 
Correct. <laughs> he is one of the greatest goalies of all time. Uh, Andre Valaliski, Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was close. I was close. <laughs> but uh, he he's really good. Um, I, I that that was such a good game. Like some of the glove saves that he was making, man. Like I'm just like. Like in my, in my head, like, or in my heart, let's say in my heart, I'm saying like, please just let that through. Come on, come on. But in my head, I'm just like, God, that's immaculate. I love it. He's so good. <laughs> Why do we have to score so many goals? <laughs> like, if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't the abs, like the lightning play, probably my favorite brand of hockey to watch. Um, yeah. And that, they are an absolutely tough team mm-hmm. and yeah. it it's it's the two-time defending champs versus the most talented team in hockey yeah and i wouldn't and be surprised if we see this again next year i i wouldn't either and i <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if the lightning s- steal back the game type de- i wouldn't be surprised if this goes more like it's think, yeah it looks like the lightning it's like um like the chiefs in the super bowl they have all that experience and all that talent to where you feel like they're going to bounce back even though their their backs are against the wall or a better better comparison because the chiefs didn't bounce back like the lebron lev calves uh when they were down with their with literally their backs against the wall three one and then they they won they won game five and then it was just like okay but the warriors can are still the better team Mm -hmm. um but the the Cavaliers had the the better player, and which, it was which to be, <laughs> yeah, to, to be completely honest, like McKinnon really hasn't shown up like much, at least from like what I'm seeing. Like yeah. I'm seeing him skate down the ice faster than everybody, and I'm like, you could skate circles around anybody on this ice, like. Mm-hmm. But it he I just I'm not noticing the impact as much from him, and that's got me that that's what's had me a little bit concerned in this series is I'm just like you, when you're your best player, like I, I just, I don't know. That and, just means he'll show up when it matters most and then they'll win the, the cup. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Cause I'm lightning in seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like, I wish James was here because if the lightning do complete this somehow, if they do come back and win it in seven, uh, you guys are probably going to want to do the pod without me for like two weeks. Cause I'm going to be the most obnoxious piece of shit quarter uh, that you have ever seen. Cause I will retroactively be like three Pete, let's go. Abs suck. You know what else is a three Pete? Those three wins in a row to win in game seven. Let's go. I'm just going to be a nuisance. I realistically uh, don't think that that's going to happen. Although like uh, James said about the NBA finals, game sevens are exciting. Uh, if it goes to seven, the lightning are going to win. So the abs and their youngness and their uh, their talent, they need to close it out sooner rather than later. Um, but it sounds I, like I, you're saying what I said at the beginning of the series. Yeah, but I don't think you had it going 3-1. <laughs> no, I, I did not. Well, I mean, I said Avs will win in six. So, I mean, it could have. But 
but I mean, if the abs best opportunity to close it out is tomorrow night. Yes. They don't, they, well, you I, don't want, you don't want the, the defending champions to get any momentum to go back home into game six. Yeah. You, you want to close it out at home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I just was, I, before the series started, I said, if it goes seven, I'm a little worried. Well, now and... for, uh, for now, for sure. If it goes seven and Tampa Bay is able to win at on the road, then come back for game six, win at home. That's a lot of momentum. And they're going to, you don't want Tampa Bay to be going into game seven confident because they've been there. They've done that. Uh-huh. And that's where yeah. experience can come into as opposed to talent. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. So. Uh, that that yeah. is also the Avs' first loss against a Florida team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's uh, because uh, uh, the Panthers are trash. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, or the Stanley Cup Finals, because I think they, they, they were like, I when I heard the stat, they were five and zero, oh, and it was after Game One. Um, um, yeah. Well, I mean, and the way they lost though was pretty pretty like it wasn't pretty yeah <laughs> i mean like that 7-0 wasn't pretty but that 6-2 was just as bad <laughs> like i know that doesn't kind of make sense because it's yeah. a different obviously but it that, that 6-2 was just like that that 6-2 may have well might as well have been 6 6-0 like yeah. it might as well have been and one of those games where like it feels worse than what the score shows or it is worse than what the score shows yep um, but yeah, James really does kind of haul us in. I think because we're at an hour now, Joe. This is the longest pod, and there's no James. Well, that's because me and you have known each other for so long, and we're able to talk forever about stupid things, like chicken wings and uh, French fries. And that's that's fair. That's fair. Because uh, like uh, Boomer Sooner, uh, now now them in. <laughs> In the championship, the eight is a really good time for me for sports. <laughs> like Sooners softball, Sooners baseball. I'm just saying, if, if Tampa comes back and wins, it's going to be a great time for me because then I will retroactively add two more rings to my favorite teams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you get to do that for the abs too. But the abs haven't won two straight. No, but they won in '96 and two and one. I know, but I mean, I'll retroactively add a three peat. Oh yeah, that's fair. But that, that's a little bit better than uh, back in Nam. Like the Cubs have three rings, but not only but there's only people alive that know about 2016. <laughs> well, you would you have been alive for all three of them. All three are in different decades. Like, okay. I, either way, I'm just saying Tampa winning is a better scenario for me as a fan than Avs, just because the three peat back to back to back in hockey, one of the hardest sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to being the '70s, '80s, and or the '60s, '70s, and '80s Raiders, who also won one in every decade. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather be 
Michael Jordan's Bulls than the Raiders. And uh, I know you would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Raiders. But I mean, I mean, Michael Jordan's Bulls got two three-peats. You're right. Okay, so then I would rather be Kobe Bryant's Lakers? See, I don't know that I would. Over to the Raiders? Well, I... <laughs> You're just in a puddle, huh? <laughs> Lakers so or Raiders, yo? Kobe or the Raiders? <laughs> just, just throw in the Yankees too, and get my most hated teams all in there. Okay, uh, how about what? Didn't they didn't they three peat in the nineties and in the two thousands? I don't know. I don't know. Throw in the Yankees too, and get my three most hated teams in there. Come on now. All right. So, so there was once a time when uh, Kobe Bryant was wearing uh, a Raiders jersey to a Yankees game. <laughs> if you gave me the nuke buttons i'd be pressing them <laughs> i know it would make you even more mad randy moss was spotted at a lakers game <laughs> in yeah. a yankee uniform <laughs> yeah 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 okay joe if we if we don't cut this off soon uh we're gonna talk for till midnight but and i know you I, work I, want, I want to throw one thing in and it's about a sport that we rarely talk about that I think okay. we might need to be talking about more after this playoffs ends. Uh, did you see Jazz Chisholm for the Marlins, what he showed up to at bat with? I think I did, but I'm drawing a blank. What? Uh... He he went up with, like, designer shades. You need to look that up. <laughs> just just it, oh. Like, you don't need to right now, but he went up. He, like why are baseball players so cool? Like, why aren't there cool players in the NFL? In my opinion, like, um, that's a good question. But if, since we're talking baseball, um, I just want to point out Alfonso Rivas hit uh, a grand slam the other night. Okay. So, uh, Cubs still suck. So I'd rather not talk baseball. <laughs> Cards leading the division. Uh, I mean, the Cubs had a nice, like, hot, Okay, I'll talk about this. Uh, we're going to have to cut it off. So, Joe Madden getting fired from uh, the Phillies? Is that where he was fired from? I, I, I think so. Um, when he got fired from the Cubs, it made no goddamn sense. There's a, I'll give a dollar. I don't care. It made no freaking sense. So, you're telling me in his years of coaching, he missed the playoffs once. He yeah. won the division twice. He won the World Series and the one time he misses the playoffs, they fire him. That makes no sense to me. And that is why the Cubs literally went 108, 100 and however long it was when they finally won. I think it was 109 when they finally won in 2016. That type of shit is why you are relevant now. Mm -hmm. When you have a general manager like Joe Madden, who can't, I love Grandpa Ross. Don't get me wrong. I love David Ross. He should have been an assistant to be one of the guys. He literally retired from baseball after the World Series. And two years later, or three years later, he's the manager. He's still one of the guys. That move made no sense to me. I understand Theo leaving because Theo left for better uh, and now he's like the baseball operations manager or whatever. So I get that instead of one team, he's now everybody. <laughs> yeah. So I get that. I get Theo leaving. 
why do you get rid of Madden when it's just he missed the playoffs once. Mm-hmm. They had a hundred wins. I want to say three times, but I think it was twice, and one was like ninety-eight. I mean, they were a powerhouse for six years. Yeah, and I—it was the one time. It's—it's it's probably the only time that I've ever been able to been like the Cubs were better than the Cardinals, and I meant it. Not not yep. like the not like the the Cardinals suck, man. Like like legitimately, not, the Cubs were better than the Cardinals. Not like in the mid two thousands when Derek Lee and people were like, Derek Lee's just as good, if not better, than Albert Pujols. No, 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 no. Uh, so I got a plan. I see James just messages on Snapchat. If he joins, we end the pod. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Also, I, you need to give me time for me to say my word that you told me I needed to say at the end of everyone as okay, well. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. And uh, I, I said my piece about the Cubs and how furious I am. Uh, let's, let's just go ahead. We're at an hour and 15. That's a long pod for just – I feel like we could keep going for two more days. Uh, let's just cut it off there. It was – you know, it, as much as I love James and like talking with him, it was nice to do a little one-on-one for a little bit. Uh, it's been a while since we've been able to do this. Uh, so it, it did feel good talking to the boy. <laughs> uh, but uh, any, any, anything you got, anything you feel? Asta. That works. Deuces. <laughs>